Welcome back to Nerdery and Nonsense of the Nerds with Accents Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe, aka that dude from VI, aka the Renaissance Nerd. You can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Make sure you guys show us some love by following, subscribing, rating, and telling a friend to tell a friend. It goes a big way in helping us spread the gospel of nerdery and nonsense and, and growing the community. And for everyone who does that, you know, shares and you know, tells a friend all that good stuff. We really do appreciate that. Today again, I had my guy JG on, uh, basically becoming uh, the new co-host. So we had another good conversation. Um, we started off by showing respect to, you know, folks like Ahmad Arbery, Brianna Taylor, George Floyd, people who were, you know, basically just murdered by by policemen here in in the U.S. and um, basically showing our respects, um, showing support for you know, pro-black movements and movements to, to, you know, seeking justice. So we started off with that. And we also talked about, you know, the nerdery that we use to kind of de-stress it in times like, like these, that, you know, that anxiety-filled days of, you know, unrest and, you know, I guess anger and fear and things like that. So we started off with that, but we lightened back up and we talked about things like uh, Sand, hilarious USVI web series, that's been going on for the last few weeks. Um, we talked about rewatching Legend of Korra, a Kingdom Hearts TV show in the works at Disney, more DC Cinematic Universe news, and a lot more nerdery and nonsense after that. So by and large, you know, despite, you know, having a, a rough week, <laughs> um, we still had a good conversation and found, found ways to kind of relax and, and de-stress. So we had another good episode. So hope you guys enjoy. I look forward to your to your feedback. As you guys know, you can reach out to us by searching the Nerds with Accents podcast on Facebook, or you can write us at the Nerds with Accents at gmail.com. So without you know and any further chatting, hope you guys enjoy the show. JG, how have you been uh, surviving this week of nonsense? Man, just hanging on there, man. You know, keeping my mental health up. Going outside, trying to get some sunlight, staying safe. Right. Relaxing when I can. You know, that's about it. Yeah, definitely, man. I know I know we talked about it a little bit before. Obviously, like this week has been kind of uh sad, you know? Sad week, disappointing week. You know, pretty much a horrifying week for a lot of black people and hopefully people who care about black people, you know. So I know it's been it's been a rough week, man. So, I mean, that's just the thing, like, you know, like, I know me and you talked about it a little bit, too. It's just, like, especially, like, on Twitter and stuff, you see, you know, people are, like, you know, obviously, righteously upset. You know, the the whole timeline is just basically rebellion talk and all right. that stuff, which is not a bad thing at all. But, you know, and I just, I just think it's important that, like, at, at this point that everyone, you know, who's paying attention to these, these horrible things that are happening, you know, with the death of. Breonna Taylor in Kentucky, George Floyd in Minnesota, Ahmaud Arbery in Georgia. You know, we try to just like you said, protect our mental health. You know, help in the ways that you can. You know, right. if you know if you if you can be out there on the front line, so to speak. You know, you can help financially, or you know, just you know, help the people who are out there protesting, or you know, help them in different ways. You know, any way feed, you can. Exactly. You know, money, feed them, clothes. You know, whatever you need to do. You know. Because, you know, obviously, we're all on the same side, so. 
There is a one big petition on change.org. Just type in justice for George Floyd, started by a Kellen S. Right. It's the biggest petition in change.org history. He has the most signatures ever. They're at like 7 million right now, and now they're aiming for 9 million. So the point of the petition is to appeal to the mayor, Jacob Frey, to one, get the officers who are responsible for this murder fired, and then also arrest, not only arrested, but um, charges filed. Right. So we already got the firing, so now we're trying to get charges filed. So that's what the point of the petition is for. You know, it only takes a little bit of your time to go out there and do something that could possibly be very impactful. So go out there, try and sign that uh, petition. There's also one for Breonna Taylor as well on there, so sign that right. one as well. Unless um, no justice, no peace, man. That's what it is. No justice, no peace. Yeah, man, it's, def- it's definitely a hard thing, you know, and I, I know... You know, everyone's everyone's trying to do it, and everybody's reaching out. So I know it's really good that everyone, you know, reach out to your people who you care about, make sure everybody's okay. Because I mean, even myself, man, just just this week, the last few days, just seeing all these things that's happening, man, is you know, is is disheartening, you know? It's disheartening. It's frustrating. It's angering, and you know, you have to. At this point, if you don't understand the plight of Black Americans in this country. And people have to say the same things to you over and over again. We don't have to be college educated. We don't have to be disrespectful. None of these things protect us from getting killed. None of these things, even breaking the law doesn't warrant a murder. You know, we have to con- continuously right. make these same points over and over again. You just, If you don't get it by now, you clearly don't care about black people. Point blank, period, you know. People always want to conflate the uh, the internal community and our crime. You know, it's a bunch of nonsense that's unrelated that people want to try and bring up. But we just got to stay focused on um, on what we can do and just trying to resolve the issue and get justice right. for these victims here. Yeah, definitely, man. So, you know, obviously it's a little bit of a somber note, you know. You know, dealing with the death of people who obviously didn't deserve to be treated in such a reckless and, you know, brutal manner. But definitely right. wanted to show some respect to, to the people who were, you know, murdered um, needlessly. And, um, you know, just let everybody know who does listen that, um, you know, we're aware of the things that's going on. And, you know, that's also one of the reasons why we, we even do a pod like this. Just or even just for us, you know, just to reconnect with friends. Cause I talk, Obviously, I talk to JG like every week now, but reaching out to all my different friends. It's a way for us to connect, you know, kind of get a break from, you know, the harsh realities of life. But we definitely wanted to, you know, show some love to our people and, um, you know, just encourage everybody to just, you know, obviously it's a serious situation. It takes a lot of, you know, it elicits a lot of serious thoughts and serious action coming up. But, you know, when you can, you know, be able to kind of just relax, recharge, you know, show love to the people, you know, who need to be shown love amongst you know amongst each other so we definitely want to start off with that before we got get into all the, ner- the nerdery and the nonsense the nerdery that, uh, is a much needed positive outlet for sure <laughs> before before we got into that so again man rest in peace to all those people man brianna taylor george floyd Ahmad arbery and we all know there's these things are happening every day so all the names i, I may not have mentioned now obviously all our love and respect goes to those people who are, you know, being abused and brutalized and, and their families and all that good stuff. Right. 
Yeah, for sure, man. But yeah, my son, that's the thing, man. Even though sometimes it's difficult, you have to hold on to hope, even though we're disappointed and angered. Um, but you know, yeah, man, just have to hold on to hope. But definitely don't want to stay there. We definitely not gonna keep on this somber note, but we definitely want to start there. And a, a bit of a, I guess, an elegant segue. <laughs> but anyways, man, time to get on to the nerdery, man, that we're all here for. Um, first segment of the day, as always, is what we care about. You know, the things in, in uh, nerd culture, whether it be uh, creative properties, news, patterns, trends, any of that good stuff that we're just caring about as of late. So. I'm going to start us off this week in a familiar place because I was able to wrap up watching season one of Solar Opposites that I talked about a little bit last week on episode 10. And just like I was saying last week, like the show is just so good. Again, it's, again, it's uh, from one of the creators of Rick and Morty. And I, I basically end up watching the last three episodes because it only has eight, eight episodes in the season. So I wasn't even I wasn't even aware of that till I got to the end and I'm just like, oh my god, this show is so great. How dare they only have eight episodes? They're doing that same thing that Rick and Morty does where they have very, very short seasons. But I love this show so much, man. Like I'm glad they were short and sweet. I wanted a little bit more, but I'm glad it wasn't too many, you know? Because you kinda get tired of it. But the show is just so ridiculous, man. The the type of devices they have in this show, the alien technology is like ridiculous. Like, let me tell you one. These dudes literally had, they literally had shoes, kind of like the sneakers that used to, that we used to have that we could like pump them up. That would allegedly make you jump higher back in the day. Yeah. I don't know if it was the Nike Dunks. I forget what it, what it was called or whatever. But they literally have shoes that are, like they pump up the shoes, and then when they run backwards, they could like literally go back in time. Like what? With yeah, shoes? Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like. It's the most ridiculous. It's like the most ridiculous thing ever, man. Like, like some of the most ridiculous like technologies. And then, like I told, I spoke about a little bit. The aliens were like li- the uh, the the like quote unquote like kid aliens. They were like literally shrinking people down to tiny sizes, and they put them all in like a wall of interconnected terrariums. And then in the terrariums, the shrunken people literally having like whole revolutions. Over, over to overthrowing like the dictator in the terrarium it's just like completely ridiculous man so i really really enjoyed this show and it was like a good way to kind of escape the nonsense this week just watching solar opposite so definitely um check that out man it's on hulu it's nice shot and sweet about eight episodes 20 something minutes a pop and if you like a show that's full of ridiculousness a lot of great one-liners. They, they they had this episode on gender that was so hilarious. Like I, do, the show is like a week old, so I don't want to spoil it. But oh my god, it was so, 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 so funny, man. Like, well, that sounds hilarious, man. You know, I really gotta join in. And you know, we have a long show list, so I gotta add this one to my list and uh, check it out because I love ray guns and you know I want to see them blasting people, running back into time. You know, I love aliens in general, so I'm interested in watching this uh, Solar Opposites. It's sounding good so far. Yeah, man. So I, I just wanted to wrap that up and kind of bring it up again because it, I, I just really enjoyed it so much. And, like, the thing about that show that I liked is that, to me, like, every episode, like, 
as you progressed, each each episode was better than the last one. So I really, really appreciated that, man. So again, shout out to that. That was like the, the main thing I was watching. I, I also kind of touched um, The Wire for some, I don't know why, for some strange reason this week, um, I decided to go back and start rewatching The Wire. I think it's because I was listening to um, this podcast, Down down in the Hole by uh, Jamel Hill and Van Lathan. They have a podcast where they're basically going back in time and breaking down The Wire. So because I watched The Wire so much, I would just listen to the pod because I remember most of these moments, you know, that happened in the show. Right. So I've been listening for the last few weeks, and then like, I'm like, damn, this show really has me going back to watch The Wire. And it is, the show is just so good. Like, I know what's going to happen. But it's still so excellent, man. And obviously, like, I just started rewatching like, a couple of days ago. So I'm on season one, which is really, like, D'Angelo, um, Barksdale heavy. You know right. what I mean? He carries a lot of the acting load. And, you know, just rewatching it again, seeing, like, how his character is, like, kind of, like, trapped in the family business of selling drugs. And but that's he's not really like, him. Yeah, it's not really him. He's trying to be, he just wants to be himself, but he kind of feels the responsibility of being in his family. And he's like, he's at this war within himself of just trying to be himself and not trying to like disappoint his family or break away from his family and just trying to be somebody else, somewhere else, doing whatever else. So, but when it's not really you, when you're a part of it, eventually you fail. And the same thing that happened to him happened to Wallace. You see how we tried to protect Wallace because Wallace was just like him. Wallace wasn't really about that type of life, but being in that environment, he got in, he got involved, you know, involuntarily kind of. So, you know, you, you know what happened to him if you watch the show. So, right. And, 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 and usually I'm like defending you guys' ears from the spoilers, but the wire came out like 20 years ago. So y'all gonna have to catch these spoilers. That wasn't man. too bad, man. That was no, 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 no. That's right. what I'm saying. Like, I'm with you. They're going to have to catch these spoilers. If this is a spoiler to you, man, you need to get that HBO Go app and just start to watch The Wire because this thing is literally 20 years old. So I'm I'm not... We can say whatever we want on this podcast about The Wire. But yeah, you're completely right, man. And like you said, like that, him trying to basically protect Wallace is kind of like him basically like a proxy of him kind of like protect himself, you know? Exactly. His younger, his younger self. And yeah, man. So... That that I think his name is uh, Frankie Faison, the actor who played D'Angelo Barksdale, and he did a really excellent job, man. So def- that's I've been watching that, and you know, obviously now with everything that's going on in uh, the U.S. with you know all the issues with police and everything, I don't know why I'm watching this show this week. I you would think it would make me sadder, but for right. some reason, like exactly. it, it's not. <laughs> and I have I have no I have no idea why, because I don't think it's making me sadder. But I guess me because I obviously I know it's not a real thing, but some reason is not bothering me, which which I, I'm I'm gonna unpack later in my uh, <laughs> in my in my private time. But yeah, so definitely rewatching that. So I I haven't been watching too many things, um, but those are the two main things that I'm watching. And I guess before I say the last thing that I kind of picked up and really enjoy, I'm gonna let um jg take it away because he's been watching some 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 dope things well first let me say down in the hole is a pretty good podcast name because that's actually a part of the opening theme song that's like the name of the theme song you know keep the devil down in the hole right uh, that's pretty clever on their part and for you know, sure you should definitely rewatch the wire because i think i've rewatched it about twice i need to go and do it again 
because every time you rewatch it, you see you see something new. You see a connection that you didn't identify the first time. You see how they use the environment around them to possibly relay subliminal messages, like the train tracks in one episode, you know, like basically like, I don't know, symbolizing moving forward or something right. like that. You know, there's like a big think think piece online you can look up that breaks down like how they use different different environments and different sounds and things like that to actually uh send a message so i think the wire is definitely one show that probably requires a rewatch really to try and digest everything fully it's just excellent writing excellent characters acting i think almost you know for the most part you know not everyone in there is a good actor. i don't know about michael b jordan i mean he, he was all right i mean his character is iconic but you know still <laughs> probably he wasn't he wasn't exactly uh he was still a caterpillar then you know he he didn't get into right. the cocoon yet right <laughs> in his acting career yeah but, he, um, he was doing all right for a teenager you know i'll give it i'll give him a break but you're right it, it, his moments weren't he had some good emotional moments but it's because of the character and what he was going through it wasn't really because how great he wasn't as an actor at that age right so definitely rewatch The Wire. I mean, I think we should come back to this again because there are so many different seasons. And, you know, we could really discuss how we feel about uh, each season in a future episode. But me personally, I have been watching two things as well. Legend of Korra being the first one that I'll discuss. As you all know, the last episode we discussed uh, Avatar The Last Airbender to, you know, in great detail, you know, because we just love the show very much. Well, Legend of Korra is the follow-up to that show, created by the exact same people, exact same writers, directors, etc. And people usually say, well, Avatar The Last Airbender is way better, and Korra is just a cop-off or something like that. Bootleg. Hmm. I wonder who that, those people may be. That, that, I no, wonder if they're on nah, this podcast. Nah, nah. I no, wasn't... they're not? Wow. Now I don't recall those people being on this podcast. <laughs> I said it wasn't as good, which I stick to that. But however, you know, The Last Airbender is one of the greatest shows of all time, in my opinion. So sure. to even compare it to Korra means Korra is pretty damn good as well. So Korra is up there, man. And I suggest everyone go out there and watch Korra. You know, they really gave a new take to the show. You know, Korra is the new uh, avatar. And she was born in the Southern Water Tribe. And she is kind of the exact opposite of Aang, to tell you the truth. She's very aggressive. She will let you have it verbally. Just hurt your feelings. She don't care. And uh, she kind of learns how to be more empathetic and soften up in certain instances throughout the show from what I saw. But you see a lot of new bending styles. It's based in the 1920s, actually. So it's a whole different environment technologically. And you you see that there's a change in the infrastructure. You know, they have like bending sports, professional bending, things like that. As far right. as the bending styles, they still have the martial arts aspect. But like earth bending, old style earth bending is like very, very aggressive. A lot of big, big moves, you know, stomping thrusting things of that nature the new earth bending is actually a little bit more uh, precise and intricate and it's more finesse so it's, it's just cool to see those differences but one thing they don't you know one thing they don't change is that political message there's still a political message in probably every season there's another article besides the one that i gave you that actually 
details how every villain represents like a different type of uh, government. So, for instance, the uh, the first show, the first one had a uh, the first season had a a villain named Aman, and he led a group called the Equalist. Yeah. So in the core of society, the benders kind of have the upper hand in society because they have unnatural abilities and they are non-benders. Well, the equalists, their whole thing was where we don't like that we're being disenfranchised and these and that these benders have the upper hand. So we're going to take away your bending. So Amani was using different techniques to take away bending. So that he kind of represented kind of like a communism. You're right. You know, so the idea was equality, but the means of which he went about it were, you know, rather crude and destructive. So you see how, you know, Cora grapples with that and how she reestablishes a new government. So they, they just keep that strong political message going. You know, even though it's considered a kid show, it's still a lot of substance there. And the storyline just continues to grow from there. And they answer a lot of questions that were not answered in the first Avatar. Like, who was who was the first Avatar? How did these elements come to be? You know, they go into that whole backstory. So I suggest anyone, everyone who was a fan of the Airbender to go and watch Korra. It's excellent. It's a great yeah, show. Yeah, man. And 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 that's the thing. Like I, I watched Legend of Korra a while ago. I, I kinda wanna say maybe like twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. I'm not sure exactly when it came out. I'll look it up right now, but um I feel like obviously you know they they knew that their audience were like was growing with them so they tried they they aged up the characters the arc was a little bit different and I think even some of the political things were a little bit more complicated right. in Korra than they were in um the last Airbender so that's that's definitely something that I need to rewatch um I need to I may actually have to take the plunge on and buy it I, I've been waiting for Netflix to announce that they have it because why stream you know uh the last earbender but then exclude Korra. So I was hoping that it would announce that it's coming out. But I haven't heard anything as of yet. But I'm really interested to see like how I view the legend of Korra now than I did, you know, six six or so years ago. Because obviously there's been like growth and change in my thinking in in over those years, you know. So I think I'm gonna enjoy it a lot more. I know I, I was very critical of of Korra when I watched it, but even just thinking about it over time i was like you know that show might actually be a lot better than i thought and i i did like that and also from the like the 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 fight junkie in me i really appreciated how much more aggressive <laughs> the fighting was in Korra than it was in the legend of um oh not the legend uh the last the last airbender because oh, i feel like obviously yeah. it's more aged up so like yep. the, the, the fighting is a lot more brutal the the villains are a lot more menacing obviously yes. in the last year Brandon, you had fire lord ozai who was very powerful but he felt more quote-unquote cartoony than the villains in Korra. the villains in Korra seemed very like menacing Stretches, dangerous yeah. like just vicious, vicious yeah. people you know so i feel like on, on a secondary watch i really i really will appreciate that as well and just unless like you said the way they even expanded the world even more where obviously we knew uh, in the last Airbender, Toph like basically invented metal bending, and they basically like developed that. You mentioned the Equalists, and basically that style that Ty Lee was using to basically block everybody's chi. The Equalists are just like a evolution of that type of fighting style that we only saw from that one character right. in um the last Airbender. And 
they, they even the art style like the art style was still amazing you know they didn't Wonderful. they didn't cheat yeah. us in any aspect so definitely shout out to legend of the Korra, man legend of Korra, and you know and anybody who hates on that show you know we just, we just have to take a little rewatch you know what i mean and, and enjoy it for what it is definitely and speaking of the 1920s ironically the other show that i watched not too long ago is also based in the 1920s it's called peaky blinders on netflix i know that name throws you off it did for me the first time when i first saw peaky blinders i'm like what is a peaky blinder i'm out of here let me just pass over this (laughs) pretty much but it's actually based on a crime family called the peaky blinders the head of this family uh, the head of the crime, the criminal organization, are the Shelby family. Uh, Tommy Shelby being the head of the family and the leader of the Peaky Blinders. Uh, it's based on that crime drama in Birmingham, London. And basically, the Peaky Blinders were actually a real gang. And so the hat that they were were called Peakies. And then they actually used to sew razors into the hats and then slash people in the face with it. So that's why they call them the blinders. So then they just put them together, the Peaky Blinders. So I really. So you're basically telling me that they invented um, what New Yorkers call the buck fifty. Kind, yeah, you you could say that. Yeah, they were buck fifteen people in the 1920s. (laughs) Damn. Yeah, man. You think you know a guy has on a regular hat, then a Peaky Blinder run runs up on you and just slices you, man, with his hat. So it's a very immersive world. And if you like gangster flicks, gangster shows, this is definitely one of them. You know, it's kind of like it get, it's like a boardwalk empire vibe and also like a gangs in New York type vibe as well. You know, the fighting scenes and things of that nature is very much like gangs in New York. But then right. it can also give you that Italian mobster feel as well. So they, they definitely did a great job on this. The writing, the costumes that the characters wear. Uh, the different personalities they have. Uh, actually, one of the, uh, I think the creator of the show, one of his uncles was actually a Peaky Blinder in real life. So there's also a personal connection that they have with some of these characters. So they take the writing very seriously. Also the uh, the soundtrack. So I'm just really enjoying that show. You know, it's based on Tommy Shelby. He came back from World War One, so he's also dealing with the family issues. But then he has his own internal issues, dealing with the trauma of you know being in war. So you see him grapple with those issues as well, while also trying to fend off all of the enemies that they encounter throughout the seasons. So it's definitely some. If you like mind games and strategies, you know, Tommy definitely cooks up some pretty good strategies to deal with his enemies as well. So it's always fun especially for me who enjoys, you know, things like that to uh, watch the characters deal with um, different scenarios and get themselves out of sticky situations. So if you're a fan of, you know, gangster flick, gangster movies, gangster shows, you should definitely check out the Peaky Blinders on Netflix. It's it's excellent. No, and that's the thing, like, I I, I like the way that sounds because I always like when we can go in, like, different settings, you know, because I'm, I'm always big on escapism. I think that's one of the reasons why I like anime so much because it's always like a different world. So I love shows where it takes us to a different time or creates a different world or, you know, a different like dimension with po- different power sets or just different rules, you know, right. different ways of being. So I, I think I really might, I think I might really have to start watching that. You know, I'm gonna have to wait on Korra clearly. So right. <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm gonna start watching that maybe as as I as I rewatch The Wire, but. 
that's definitely a period of time I'm not I'm not super familiar with. You know, obviously, you know, you, you said the dates and obviously post World World War One pops into mind. That's a big date, but or a big era, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that that sounds that sounds great, especially because you said it's a uh, UK UK based. So yeah. don't know much about UK either. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, I told my sister I was watching the show and what it was about, and she was like, "There are gangsters in the UK." I was like, "Yeah." Really? <laughs> I watch this show. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man, don't sleep on the UK. Ain't sweet out there, man. Yeah, don't get yeah. blinded, you know, by the Peaky Blinders, man. Yeah, man. I was yeah. telling Jay Tenken the other Jay the Tenken the other day, like it's a bad man in every city. Don't get <laughs> twisted, okay? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, you will definitely achieve the escapism with this show because they just they really take you into the industrial world in nineteen twenties and you know, the factories with fire burning in the streets 24 hours, you know, the, the overcoats and the the fur-lined coats and stuff, drinking whiskey at the bar, you know, antique vintage, you know, china and teapots and stuff. They, they really take you to another world with this show. They do an excellent job of that. So, well, I'm, I definitely got to add that to my list. And it's on Netflix, man. So, yeah. ain't hard to find. Ain't hard Buy to some find. whiskey, because they drink that a lot in the show. It's another whiskey show, folks. It's another whiskey show. That's my kind of show, you know what I mean? I'm I'm a whiskey guy, so I'm with it. <laughs> That's my kind of show. Dope, dope, dope. So John hit y'all over the head with some dope ass suggestions. Um, and before we move on to you know what we're talking about this week, something that I'm pretty much gonna start as a new segment. Uh last but not least, uh there's this uh dope web series called Sand. Um it's basically created by um, some content creators in the USVI Synchroid based uh, KGP VI, and it's basically a web series uh, centered around um, Giassi Clark. He's basically a USVI singer and songwriter. Um, really good singer, really good. Like I said, really good singer, really good artist. I like a lot of his music. Um, he's been doing it for a while now, so shout out to him. And it's basically, it's like lightly based on his story of coming back down from living in the States, living in America, to go back home and like pursue his dream of being an artist, you know, and that being his um, occupation. So I, I can tell it's loosely based on him. So it's basically around him trying to make that transition back to home, being a full-time artist, as well as another character. Um, and I believe in, in, in real life, her name is Alani. And she's it's basically her trying to, you know, improve her life. She's having issues with her boyfriend and not being, you know, respected, treated well. Um, so it's basically, as far as I can tell, it's only two episodes in. But it's basically these two characters trying to find their way into adulthood. So it, it seems like they, they might have some runnings with each other as they try to basically, you know, better their lives and, and do the whole adulting thing. And it's a nice series, some nice shots, good funny lines. Um, especially in episode two, I really like episode two. And you know, obviously it's only two episodes in, but I feel like it's getting better as it goes. So definitely check that out. I'm gonna include that link in the show notes. But if you have a good memory, um, and you don't need me, you can go to goingbananas.tv and then just look up Sand. That's the name of the series. So yeah. definitely a nice little project by KGPVI. They've been doing a, a lot of different things yeah. um, in the Virgin Islands. A lot of good video content music content you know curation things like that so shout out to them and it's a nice little series man so definitely i know it's on it's on youtube as well so you could just like 
uh, YouTube sand and you know give it a, a thumbs up, a share, a like, all of that good stuff, man. Cause a nice little series, and um, I'm excited to see it develop some more. So shout out to them for that. Yeah, I saw the episode, man. It was funny. You know, she pulled over to the side of the road and she was like, you know, my other gas. <laughs> you were like, you're the gas. Why your hood up? <laughs> right. Like, you know, exactly. Yeah. How you going? <laughs> what I got to do with gas? <laughs> So yeah, that was funny, man. I'd love to see a you know a show based on home, you know. Right. Really right. get you know show people what Christian said looking like, you know what, exactly. you know what the entire island looking like, man. So it's a beautiful place and it deserves more exposure. So. Yeah, definitely, man. I agree a hundred percent, man. So that that give you a little taste of it. Definitely has some funny lines and there. Like there's another funny line later in the sh- later on in the show that really made me laugh out loud, like boss out laughing. So. I don't want to give it away, but definitely, man, check out Sandman, GoingBananas.tv, or I'm pretty sure you can just Google it, and it'll come up on YouTube. So, shout out to that, man. But that's the last thing I've been watching as of late, so now we're going to go to uh, a new segment that I think I'm going to start implementing so we can get more discussion in, you know, what, what we're talking about this week, kind of like our, the topics that we felt we wanted to discuss and touch on this week. Obviously... With all the upheaval and everything that's going on here in the U.S., people fighting for justice, you know, me and John were kind of talking about how, you know, what are, what, are the, what are the things that we do to kind of escape, you know what I mean, real life, those harsh realities, as well as things that kind of make us, you know, pull away, detach, you know, and kind of recharge, man. Relieve so like, ourselves. For sure, man, that nerd, that nerd stress relief. So, like, I, like generally... Like, what's the thing that you generally do to, like, you know, get that stress relief, kind of cut the cord, I guess, so to speak, when you're trying to escape from from life and its and its realities, I guess. What do I do? Yeah. I'll let you know. It's called Animal Crossing. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing this week, man. You know, I got to say, you know, people say, oh, it's boring, you know, this, that, and the fourth. When you frustrated and you just stressed out, like, you know, your mind just got a bunch of stuff on it. Thoughts racing at a million miles per minute. You sit down, you play Animal Crossing, and you hear that little theme song. Doo, 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 doo. Your mind just comes to a, a calm. It empties. And all you're focusing on is catching the best fish in the river. All, right, all you're focusing on is building your garden up, your fence, getting your house in order, talking to your annoying neighbors. You know, trying to get something else added on to your house, even though they're killing you with the costs and the prices. <laughs> you know, it's just beautiful, man. Trying to pattern your island, you know, to look like, you know, one of your favorite childhood video game cities or something. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of doing that myself, you know, getting some infrastructure moved around, you know, because, you know, my island got to be the best. You know, my island is named Santa Cruz, by the way. That's the name of my island. Yeah, that's you know, right. it's it's people it's people like John that's gonna make me never have anybody visit my island. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> people like people like him claim to play the game for fun, but they are they're trying to build palaces on the island. So when you go over there, you feel like you're failing at life. You know what I mean? <laughs> my island is very basic. You know what I mean? I I'm building homes for other new neighbors. You know, buy mostly fish. Try to get more, you know, get more bugs to 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 submit to the museum. These fun little tasks. You know what I mean? They kind of keep me busy. You know, and keep me busy and, and, and just to sh- shoot shoot the shit. But John over there building the, the Four Seasons. And when he sent me an invite to go on his island, I'm going to decline. 
Because he's not going to make me feel bad about my lot in life in Animal Crossing. Your loss, not mine. <laughs> you should come over and get some coconuts, man. I bet you don't even have any coconuts on your island. Bro. That's a shame. How are you going to have an island with no coconuts? That's a shame. Man. Be a, look, look at you shaming. Speaking of shame, look at you shaming me on the pod. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying, you got to have coconuts. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to... No, I got to relax. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to play that game to relax. Because just like you said, like, I'm really into the fishing. So I'm always trying to get, like, new species. Lately, I've been collecting more, like, bugs, insects, stuff like that. Only a couple new, I guess, aquatic creatures or, I guess, amphibious. I, I, get, like, a, I got, like, a frog and a tadpole and stuff like that. And li- uh, In terms of, like, actual fish, I've only got, like, a couple new ones or whatever. But... You know, like, you know, people like John claim is for stress relief, but they just playing this game to ball on us regular, relaxed, laid back folks, you know? So, you know, just just stay woke out there, okay? Just remember, Joe cares if don't nobody else care, all right? <laughs> in general, that's what you do, but I guess this week, did you, did you do anything special in regards to, to detaching, or was it just more Animal Crossing? It was just more Animal Crossing, but, um... You definitely want to go outside, look at nature if you can. You know, a lot of people are trying to find the best hiking trails right now. You know, walk through the, you know, the wilderness, you know, the woods, whatever. See some foxes, deer, squirrels, you know, whatever. But, you know, there's, it's, you know, it's actually scientifically, you know, supported. You know, seeing nature calms anxiety. So, I mean, you definitely want to go outside, take a deep breath of some fresh air. That'll definitely help. And it, that's something I like to do. So. Dope, dope, dope. And then the good thing is, even if you 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 decide you want to go outside, John's making a lot of sense, all of that good stuff. You can still bring your Switch. You know what I mean? You can exactly. have the best of both worlds. You know what I mean? So shout out, shout out to the Switch, Switch gang. Um, yeah, like I I find like I play Animal Crossing too to kind of detach. Um, but this week what I did was I played some Animal Crossing a lot more than usual. So I guess you were kind of right about that with the stress relief. But also, I've been playing Streets of Rage 4, which makes no sense. Cause that game is stressful as hell. So I, I don't understand what, what happens to me. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. something clearly something is backwards with me. Cause we're talking about police brutality, and then I, I watch in the wire. <laughs> and then we're talking about, about getting, getting rid of stress, and I'm playing Streets of Rage. So cl- clearly, I need help, folks. Fueling yeah. the flames. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. But I was playing Streets of Rage, and I was able to progress a little bit further than I did before. Um, and then it got ridiculously hard, and I said, "Okay, I'm gonna play Animal Crossing." So that's basically, you know, like the, that's kind of basically like what what I what I did this week to kind of de-stress and kind of detach from all the nonsense that's going on right now. Excellent. Dope, dope, dope. So yeah, we, we're gonna try and infuse more little, you know, conversations uh, like this throughout uh, the upcoming show so you know if you have any suggestions for things you want us to talk about you know what it is you can hit us up um on the facebook book on the facebook page not the facebook book <laughs> the facebook page uh the nerds with accents and then obviously the gmail nerds with accents at gmail.com we will take suggestions um but on to kind of like one of my favorite segments is what intrigues us um we can't have a big one uh, you know, all the exciting news that's coming up. But p- apparently, as of this week, uh, HBO Max is live. Um, It's basically like another HBO streaming search, which is weird because there's HBO Now, there's HBO Go, there's, now there's HBO Max. Um, 
So that came out about a couple of days ago. And it, it's basically kind of like kind of like Netflix. You know, he has the shows, he has the movies, all of that good stuff. Um, and then it's basically uh, by Warner Brothers. So you're, you're basically going to get all of those DC movies, um, a lot of Cartoon Network properties. Um, that's why you've noticed or you may have noticed a lot of those different shows are, are coming off of uh, Hulu and Netflix and things of that nature because they're going on to HBO Max. So a lot of the Cartoon Network shows are on there. Like I said, the DC stuff. And apparently it is out. It's already out. Um, there are a lot of big movies on there like um, Harry Potter, all the studio. Uh, I can never pronounce it, but Studio Ghibli movies that are really popular for anime. Uh, the Friends, I mean, Friends, Big Bang Theory, shows like Rick and Morty, Doctor Who, Adventure Time. So kind of like what I said, some HBO stuff mixed with Cartoon Network, some DC stuff, some Warner Brothers movie stuff like that. And of course, like I mentioned last week, they have some originals coming out, HBO Max originals coming out, like the Snyder Cut that I'm pretty sure will 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 be underwhelming. But I digress. So HBO Max is out, and I'm I have I was telling JG before, like I I have so many different streaming networks at this point i'm not sure if i'm even gonna get the hbo max like is that one you're thinking about copying john well i definitely want to see those studio ghibli movies you know i love princess mononoke i love the whole animation art style they have in those movies those are just classic stuff that you gotta watch as an anime head but i could find those somewhere else you know what i mean youtube or something i don't know if i need hbo max man i need to check the prices on that I mean, it sounds interesting. You know, they have a good lineup. Uh, I think I'll just stick with what I have for now until right, I right. see some actual uh, benefits from purchasing. Until the Snyder Cut comes out, I know you're excited. I know oh, you're yeah. excited. Yeah, I definitely want to see <laughs> more of that. Six six parts of Justice League, but um, but yeah, no. So uh, apparently it's fifteen dollars a month. So it's one of the more expensive ones. Fifteen dollars a month, and I guess as of right now. Um, not available if you have a Roku TV or on Fire TV because they're working out the deals with those companies first. But they have like the apps ready to go, but they're just waiting on the green light for the apps to be available once they cut those deals. So, you know what I mean? If if you if you need more of that in your life, definitely um check that out. And I'm also seeing here, I believe, one of the Game of Thrones prequel prequels may be on there so that might be that might actually be a big draw once that comes out so if they only put it on that platform yeah they're gonna yeah have, exactly they're gonna have a lot of 30 day subscribers <laughs> right, you know <laughs> and then people just dropping off pretty much man but yeah I, I don't know i'm always interested when uh when you have these new streaming uh channels because now there's just so many you know you have like cbs all access you have Obviously, the mainstay is Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus, HBO Go, HBO Now. There's just so many of them, so I'm curious to see how this one is gonna do, um, moving forward. But definitely, you know, some to check out. Obviously, they're gonna do the free first month, and if you already have HBO Now, you can get it, uh, for a reduced price. And if you have AT&T UVerse and you have like the cable, I believe you can get it for free. So. Check that out. Shout out to HBO Max. Um, also, this one kind of threw me for a loop. When I saw it, I said, what is happening here? So apparently Kingdom Hearts, 
and we're still going to be on streaming, but a different streamer. Kingdom Hearts TV show is reportedly coming to Disney Plus. Wow. And I, yeah, I, I, I saw the headline and I'm like, is this going to be terrible? Like, like, it's apparently in development for Disney Plus. So they're going to do a show adaptation of the video game. It's in production. And I, I saw that headline for the first time a few days ago and I'm just like scratching my head. Yes, I don't know if that's a good idea or a bad one. I mean, you know, I love the everyone loves that series, you know, but uh, an actual show. I mean, I think it's a great concept, but hopefully whoever is directing it and writing it, they, they know what they're doing because you, yeah, would that's, to, you would hate to spoil material like that. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, uh, I was somebody who came onto the, the bandwagon late. I didn't really play one and two. For Kingdom Hearts, I just bought Kingdom Kingdom Hearts three, and I played it and it was fun. So I didn't have any attachment. But what I definitely noticed um, while beating that game was the story seemed very like convoluted. I didn't find that compelling. So I'm very curious to see how they're gonna make this work because aside from the Star Wars stuff, to in my opinion, Disney Plus hasn't created that much great original, like Disney Plus originals. To keep people invested when they're not looking for like a nostalgia feel fest, you know what I mean? So, I, I hopefully they, they knock this out of the park because I think this might be a this might be a big L for them because I I I don't see how they how they're gonna do this well. I mean, at least it's not gonna be live action, but this yeah, is definitely something wild. to look out for yeah. to see to see how it's gonna go, you know? But right. this was a weird headline, but. You know what I mean? Hopefully, hopefully it's good. You know what I mean? I, I try not to be a hater, but uh, that one kind of threw me off when I saw it. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are excited for that, you know, because a lot of people love Kingdom Hearts. So, um, you know, the last game wasn't, you know, the best. But hey, man, who who doesn't want to see Mickey with a Keyblade? Me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I I. I played the game it was fun but I, I found it weird they were trying to like mix kind of like anime type villains with the like disney making the disney people heroes and yeah that was dope i, I don't know man it wasn't i i like the gameplay you know what i mean i think the story's a little odd but you know i'm really hoping that they change my mind because you know i like you're disney a heartless plus. joel clearly you know what I mean? Did you did you catch the uh, the pun there? I I didn't until you pointed it out. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, clearly, man, I'm hot, I'm heartless, man. Shout out to Sora and, and the rest of them them people. And I don't, I don't even know I don't even know about those um those guys in uh the black robes. I, just ridiculous, man. Just <laughs> bargain basement anime villains or whatever. Just put a black robe on them. My lord. But. Anyways, y'all y'all know what time it is. I have more news from 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 y'all boy Snyder, John Boy Snyder. Um, earlier this week, uh, a couple of days ago, uh, Snyder released the first official image of uh, Dark Seed from his Justice League Snyder cut. Um, so he basically just dropped a, a, a official image of him was released earlier this week, and it basically confirms what a lot of people who were you know, tapped in where we're saying that, you know, instead of uh, the I forgot the other villain they had. Um, 
for, for some weird reason, I wanted to say Beethoven, which is so weird. Obviously, it's not Beethoven or Beowulf. I'm going to find that real quick for you guys. But, the um, Riddler? Nah, man. The Penguin? <laughs> the, nah, man. In the Justice League. Nah, see, now I got to go on. Now I got to go on Bring It Up, man. But in the Justice League, terrible movie. I, I literally forgot. Steppenwolf. That's what it was. Steppenwolf. In the Justice League movie, Steppenwolf was the big bad. And apparently, that was kind of uh, yeah you know that, that was kind of a replacement for dark seed which was Zack snyder's originally intended big bad for the movie so dark seed is gonna be in it he's a super uh favorite villain in that dc universe very powerful all that good stuff so apparently people are very excited about this um as more comes out i think i'm gonna watch it not because it's like the greatest thing ever but maybe i will take a look at it to kind of see if maybe he could salvage it in any way. I, I really have doubts. I, I doubt I'll be able to make it past, you know, 45 minutes. But I think I might try, you know, just at least just at least to come back on the pod and, and, and talk about it. But he's releasing all type of images and all the stories. So I'm, I'm interested, interested to see if by the time this comes out, if he hasn't revealed everything about the plot. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so... There is that man. Shout out to shout out to Zack Snyder, man. And I mean that very sarcastically. Yeah, when I hear Zack Snyder and Justice League, I become instantly uninterested. So Yeah, but yeah, yeah, you know, go out there guys, you know, check it out. Check no, it don't out. no 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 no. We this is def- we definitely not pro Snyder podcast here. But but yeah, like it, it's coming, man. Clearly, you know, people had doubts it was even going to come out, but as as time progresses, we're getting more and more evidence saying that it's gonna come out. So definitely something to look out for. I, I'm not saying run out and, and 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 see it as soon as it comes out, but it, apparently it 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 is the thing. Um, but uh, speaking of DC and the Justice League, this news kind of excited me. Um, because I think he was well casted, but Henry Cavill is returning as Superman in future DC movies. Well, he did a great job as the Witcher. So, and he did a great job as Superman. I think in what what Superman one, I forgot the name of that one, but he did a good job. I think he's a great Superman. Yeah, in in Man of Steel, I I, I think he's pretty he pretty well casted. So I know f- news for a while was kind of like, hey, he and the studio was, were having issues. They were trying to replace him, but all of a sudden the news comes out that he is going to be back and play Superman. So. Uh, it might be interesting because the you know as of I guess a, a couple of weeks ago or so he wasn't slated to return, so he may not be in a few he may not be in a few movies. Right, they're gonna have Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Please, that might be even worse. <laughs> that, I, mean, I saw an article like that, you know, that they were, uh, you know from Wallace to Superman, bro. No, nah, I w- I won't have it. <laughs> I, I I will not I will not have it. I um, <laughs> I will not have it too. <laughs> yeah, accident accident not for you. But well, apparently we shouldn't be expecting anything in the near future because you have like Wonder Woman 1984 coming up, Suicide Squad coming up, uh, and then obviously the Matt Reeves Batman movie 
But I guess because it's such, you know, fresh news, those movies are already basically done. So they're saying maybe he might appear again in Black Adam or Aquaman 2. But apparently that's big news. I think he's one of the characters that were really casted. Well, I think him and Gal Gadot were pretty casted well. Um, and even even Affleck, you know, I wasn't I wasn't that crazy about bashing him. I think he did a fine job as Batman. So definitely some good news from DC. You know, I mean, that's definitely something that I can actually uh, get behind. That I think would actually be a, a good idea. Henry yeah. Cavill, Cavill, I don't know which one. <laughs> I think it's guy, it's Cavill. That's that's probably the best DC news I've heard all day. Yeah, man. I mean, like you know, aside from all the Snyder stuff, I I think this is actually good news, and hopefully they could bring it back around and and you know create some other movies. But I guess my issue is just that I think the fact that apparently Snyder still has some kind of power in that building. So I don't know what's going to happen with the, with the rest of the movies moving forward. So that's kind of my concern because I, I really do want um, DC to be good, you know, to, to be good and, and have good movies. So, you know, hopefully at some point they can kind of kind of get that together. OK. But yeah, man, also The Last of Us Part 2 is coming out on June 19th um, on the PlayStation um, and they're basically doing some dope things. It's, it's a heavily anticipated game. Um, heavily anticipated game. Really, really popular game. Um, after the original came out, everybody loves Ellie. So it's coming out on June 19th, and the director basically came on and basically gave everybody like a, a inside look on the game, talking about threats and the world of the game um, on the PlayStation channel. Um, so it's really, really, it's really, really cool, man. Um, Neil Druckmann kind of gave that look and explained different things. It goes for like a good, uh, 20, 20 something minutes breaking down the game. And as somebody who wants to get into Last of Us, you know, I heard really, really good things. Definitely excited about that, about that one coming up. Um, yeah, that, that, I saw the, um, I clicked the link that you, you provided for the show and uh i really enjoyed the the little demo they had you know the fighting is vicious you know it's like basing like a you know like a end of the world types you know environment so it's like every man for himself and they're fighting for resources right you know it's different factions that are you know taking over different territories and you have to you have to fight these guys. You got to find the proper weapons to deal with them. But then you also have to deal with the infected people who are kind of like zombies. But, you know, they're just they're like infected with some disease and you know, hopefully not COVID. But then you got to um, you got to chop them down, too, man. So and the art, the graphics were beautiful as well. So, I mean, I've never played Last of Us. I didn't play the first one. So but I, I might play the second one. You know, it kind of reminds me of Division, you know, that kind of uh, dystopian world type thing, you know, lack of resources, virus took everybody out, that same type of storyline. And that's kind of fun to play, you know, where this giant open world filled with, uh, you know, mysteries, you don't know what's around the next corner. You know, that kind of gets my blood pumping. Not not good for stress relief, people. <laughs> yeah, this might not be the one for stress relief. But I, I I think I'm go- I think I'm gonna go back and buy part one because I heard it was so iconic it was a legendary game, um, 
So I, I think I'm definitely gonna go back and play part one, and then you know probably get part two sometime, and then and then play that. So shout out to that. Definitely something I'm looking forward to. And as a PlayStation owner, you know I'm 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 glad that they keep bringing out the hits, man. I like a lot of the different titles from from the PlayStation, uh, older games that I'm rediscovering or I guess discovering for the first time, and you know new games that keep coming out, man. So shout out to them for that. Um. Next, we have uh, Attack on Titan final season is broadcasting in fall 2020, man. And they also have a film, an anime film called Attack on Titan Chronicle coming out July 17th. So, you know, despite the COVID uh, Attack on Titan, they're still pushing forward, man. And this is the final season, as I said, um, one of the great one of the great anime, I guess, in the last, what, 10, 20 years. Right. Um, finally coming to a conclusion, man. So the anime world went nuts when this thing dropped, and it's definitely you know something something to look forward to, man. They also dropped the trailers. Um, apparently there's gonna be a bit of a time skip. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a sucker oh, for no, a good not the time skip. Yeah, man. There's gonna be a little bit of a time skip. You can kind of tell by how much older, um my guy looks I, I i wanted to say levi but that's not what i meant how much older aaron looks um so yeah man it's coming out in fall man that wasn't delayed i guess the timing worked out that covid didn't affect it too much some more gonna have some more titans just just <laughs> destroy eating people left and left and right and have aaron and levi fighting to basically protect the people so definitely excited about that uh, i caught up and watched season three a few months ago. Really, really good as always. So I am super excited for this coming up. I mean, I'm excited for that too, man. You know, I actually need to go back and finish that last season where they were trapped in the forest with all the Titans. That was like the last episode I saw. I didn't really finish it, but I hope they answer some of the questions of like where the Titans come from. And, yep. you know, you know, it was that, that one scene where there was like a room where his dad had a bunch of information, a library. And they didn't get to it because they were like blocked off by the Titans. And there's like a really big secret in that room. They yeah. haven't gone back to that yet. So I'm hoping that's in that season. So when I go back and, and finish it, I get that burning itch of knowing what's inside there answered and satisfied. No, yeah, you definitely need to finish that like today. <laughs> like they they answer so many questions, so many questions. And I don't want I don't want to spoil it for you, but. They answer a lot of questions. You kind of really understand the backdrop for why a lot of the things that happen are happening. And then it kind of sets up season four like perfectly. So okay. something you got to watch. If you're out there and you like you like John, who didn't finish season three, stop what you're doing right now. Okay, actually, no, I like finish the podcast. Then, <laughs> then go ahead and just like binge it, man, because the story is great. The art is good. Definitely some really great twists. And has some iconic scenes. There's like an iconic chase scene that you've probably seen reference online, but you haven't gotten there yet. You need to watch that. Levi is the man. Yeah. Captain Levi, man. So right. shout out to Attack on Titan. Um, next, I kind of like a, a, a little shift, you know, shifting, I guess. Uh, One the, quick thing. Right. Um, Attack on Titan is on Crunchyroll. We were talking about The Last of Us. You know, I watched Crunchyroll through my PS4, and it kind of reminded me of one topic we wanted to cover about the PlayStation. 
PlayStation is holding a virtual event on the uh, the 4th of June, June 4th. And they're just going to give you a lot more information on virtual reality and the PS5. And, you know, I don't know about virtual reality, but just basically the, uh, the ins and outs of the future of their gaming platform. So I was thinking you'd um, elaborate some more on that because I'm really excited. I'm going to tune in on June 4th. I'm buying that PS5 as soon as it comes out. You know, I want it for sure. No, yeah, big facts, man. They're basically just having, like you said, man, a virtually virtual event on the PS5 on the future of gaming. And they're basically gonna break down I know a bunch of the games that's coming up, the developers who's who's working on them. I'm super excited because like, you know, you probably could tell from the different things that we feature on the show, but yeah. um I'm not like an anti Xbox person, but I really like PlayStation. I think they have like a lot of the best like RPGs and yeah. games with with like full worlds and stuff like that which is quick like completely up my alley um but yeah so that's basically what they're doing they're basically gonna give everyone like a first look at the games that's gonna come out with a ps5 launch that's coming up uh holidays holiday season later this year um they're gonna talk about the different studios that's working on those games big studios large studios those in i'm sorry big and small from the large one to the indie studios um i think it's gonna be for like an hour and change not super super long and everything's obviously gonna be virtual because you know um covid kind of stopped the opportunity for anyone to go there in person in large numbers so it's all gonna be virtual gonna be on june 4th um 1 p.m pacific time man but obviously you can check it on the playstation channels you know youtube on playstation's facebook all that stuff i'm probably twitter too so very excited about that because we've already seen um Previews for Ghost of Tsushima, um, the new Assassin's Creed, The Last of Us 2. Obviously, Last of Us 2 is coming out a little bit before the PS5, but it's going to look amazing on the PS5. <laughs> right. Um, so a lot of great titles coming up. And I'll be shocked if, if they didn't do another God of War, but I haven't heard any rumors about that. But like I said, I'll be shocked if they're not working on another God of War. Cause that is a moneymaker for them. So Definitely. You know, definitely even though some of these... Right, some of these games that are coming out probably in a few months, like I guess Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima, I think they're going to be compatible. You know, you could play them on the PS4, but you know they'll also extend to the PS5 as well. So, right, it's it's definitely within reach. So I'm excited for that. Definitely, man, definitely. So definitely shout out to that. Um, next up we have uh apparently Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is was officially announced. Um, the first movie that I guess, quote unquote, is like a mixed live action CGI, but the live action movie that came out um several months ago, um, is getting a sequel. That apparently, you know, it did it did very well in the box office. People actually said it was pretty good. It did pretty good of a movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog did pretty good. I even had some people who sighed that, that you know saw it was pretty side was pretty good. I'm gonna pull up the box office for you. Uh, let's see what it did. It did 306 million. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Worldwide, so 146 million in the U.S. and Canada, 160 million in um basically all other territories. That's non-U.S. or Canada. So that's pretty good, you know. Basically, considering people thought it was terrible and then they had to remake it a bit. So yeah, it did pretty well because that did 306 million, and then I think Pokemon did 433 worldwide. So Pokemon is a bitty pretty big franchise so the fact that 
it didn't do that much worse, I guess. Especially the way, the way people felt about it coming in. Yeah, pretty good. So, coming out with a part two. Um, yeah, basically, it was basically confirmed. And Ben Schwartz is going to be in it again. Uh, he's like the officer who was like rolling with Sonic. Jim Carrey is back. James Marsden um, will be back again, man. So, I prefer yeah. to confirm Sonic on my Game Boy. As man. opposed to a live action, but hey man, I'll check it out. Why not? Yeah, man. So it, there it is. Like I, I didn't expect to get a part two, but it makes sense, you know. The, it was successful. It's a big is a big franchise, or I guess big property or whatever. So yeah, but if you're a Sonic fan, check that out. They haven't brought in Knuckles yet. They haven't brought in Tails. You know, where are these guys? How you gonna have a Sonic movie without Knuckles and Tails? But that's the thing. I, I think they were teased at the end of the movie. I feel like I remember hearing that, but you know, definitely check that out. So I, I know they're gonna they're gonna introduce more of those characters to kind of open up the world. So I will be shocked if if I don't see at least Tails coming up in, in uh, part two. You know what I mean? Maybe Knuckles, but at least Tails. Um, and uh, last but not least, in uh, news that intrigues, I'm gonna leave John. I'll let him do his one because this is for his his favorite show. Okay, well, you know, we already spoke about Kimetsu no Yaiba. We already spoke about Fire Force. So I thought it was only right that we talk about Dr. Stone, which is, you know, basically came around, came out around the same time those other two I just mentioned came out. Right. You know, I, in my mind, I kind of envisioned those as like the new big three because they were just back to back. I would watch one episode of Kimetsu and then watch Dr. Stone, then watch Fire Force. So for a while, those three animes have just been feeding the nerd troll in my mind. So the season two of uh, the second season, the season two of Dr. Stone, it will be released this year, actually, I think in July in Japan. So, you know, Dr. Stone is about a world where everyone has been basically petrified. Everyone's been turned to stone. And the main character actually finds his way out of the stone and resurrects into a, you know a regular human being and he's he's a brilliant scientist so he actually finds a way of using this uh fluid that he found secreted from a, a cave to bring back to unpetrify people you know to to get to relieve people of that stone condition and so he goes around basically freeing everyone from stone but then runs into other antagonists that have different political views on life. And so they struggle and uh, basically there's a lot of conflict between those characters to rebuild the world and how they want the world to look when they're done rebuilding it. So it's just different warring factions. And, and along the way, you learn a lot of different scientific formulas, real formulas. They actually give you a warning at the beginning or the end of the show to not try these things at home because they're real formulas. Like you could really make a, a bomb or an, right. a, flesh eating, <laughs> a flesh eating acid or something like that. Right. So, and it, it's really, it's not a lot of like fighting magic powers, but I think that's, what's good about the show. It's really a breath of fresh air. It's really different. And they use a lot of modern slang and stuff too. So it's just a really fun show. And I'm just very excited for season two because that's when they're going to actually go to war with that other antagonist that I was speaking of. So it's going to be real. There's probably going to be a lot more fighting in this new season. 
that they're going to use the power of science versus brute force. It's going to be real interesting. Dr. Stone. Dope. But yeah, man, like John said, uh, season two is coming out. That's another one that's really interesting. Um, kind of like how I, I did with Fire Force. I kind of fell off a little bit, but it's not because it was bad. I just kind of shifted my attention to other things. So that's, that's one of the many anime I have to like circle back to. So I'm going to try and make sure I catch up so we can kind of discuss season two a little bit on the show later this year. So definitely shout out to them for, for a dope uh, anime. And they have excellent art. I mean, remember we talked about the art styles and how artists try to like keep current so they don't fall behind the wave. Well, right. Fire Force, I think Dr. Stone, out of the three we mentioned, Kometsu, Fire Force, Dr. Stone's art is a little bit, a little better. You know, but they're all very similar. It's definitely beautiful art, a beautiful art style on Dr. Stone. So, you know, check it out. That's right. Com- completely agreed, man. Definitely be- beautiful art on that show. So a lot of good things to like about that. So definitely watch out for season two that's coming up man season two release coming up in later in uh 2020 in the fall um so that is basically it for uh what intrigues us this week in nerdery now to my favorite segment absurd nerdery man um it's just basically where we kind of highlight you know the things that come up in nerdery that just that makes us laugh or things that we would judge or even defend. And I was on Twitter and I kind of came across this um, based on data, based on public information and like the statistics society. Um, they basically came up with the most streamed movies since March, basically once, once since COVID took over in the U.S. And they basically have like a, a infographic and a, a breakdown on the most popular movies based on your state <laughs> in the u.s and i saw this and i thought it was hilarious because i'm i'm based in florida and the most watched movie since march is cloud atlas you're probably thinking what the hell is cloud atlas and that's the point it was a terrible movie oh wow it was a complete it was a terrible movie that came out it was like pitched as this excellent great groundbreaking movie that came out in 2012 um written directed by the wachowskis tom hanks was in this holly berry was in this really and yeah man directed by <laughs> lana and lily wachowski <laughs> and it was terrible uh, yeah man it, i, I definitely not not a good thing definitely didn't do too well um i think it had a budget of like 150 million and it made like a hundred it made like a it barely made his money back you know uh. so it's basically <laughs> terrible movie so it just kind of made made me laugh that of all things the state of florida the state that gets joked the most by all the other states you know what i mean for florida man and and doing all these ridiculous things yeah. this is the movie that it that, that was most watched in the entire state cloud freaking atlas See now here in Maryland, we're doing good. We're watching Dirty Grandpa. So, yeah, we're we're way better off than Cloud Atlas. We're yeah, on man, Cloud yeah. Nine actually, enjoying yeah, ourselves. Exactly. So at least at least Bad Grandpa had some some legitimate comedy to it. Down here in Florida, we're watching Cloud Atlas. So I just wanted to give 
a shout out to all the nerds in, in Florida just basically embarrassing us statistically yeah. on the internets, you know. So Y'all thought if, y'all were woke watching all these artsy movies and you're just trying too hard. No, yeah, for sure, man. I mean at least at least in a few other states, some interesting things were happening. A, a good bit of states were um watching the hangover. A, a lot of a lot of different states were watching the hangover. So I, I just thought it was it was interesting um that think, it, it came up so much you know yeah i think north dakota is the winner because you know, they're watching a bug's life but then south dakota is watching ants, ants. So yeah. <laughs> what's up with the, the dakotas and like insects or bugs that's so <laughs> that is so odd bro so this one is kind of like a, a a lighter one for this week but yeah just just if, if you're if you're a nerd based in florida or you have friends who have who are Florida nerds? Just please make sure that they're not watching Cloud Atlas. You know what I mean? Use their time more productively. I just don't do that to themselves, man, because it was just a bad movie. That just, just don't subject yourself to that kind of pain. All right, we already have enough things going on in the U.S. right now. All right, so just you know what I mean, just just take care of your of your nerd mental health. All right, take care of that health. Never go full nerd because that's not good for your health. Yeah, man. Even if you if you're gonna go full nerd, like just do it right. You know what I mean? Just just watch the stuff that we have suggested because clearly our taste is impeccable. You know what I mean? So just just def- definitely do that. And yeah, don't watch Cloud Atlas, okay, guys. That's that's the takeaway from this segment. Um, so yeah, man. That that's been um absurd nerdery for this week. Um, usually I I try to finish off the pod with some some silly lyrics but obviously with all the things that's going on um i don't want to make light of people's mental health so you know as we said on the front end of the podcast just you know just take care of yourself support the people in your life and support um righteous movements um you know i will i will return to the nonsense next week in terms in terms of the funny quotes but this week it felt a little uh inappropriate man so that's been nerdery and nonsense episode 12 I want to shout out to my guy JG for coming on again, um, being rock steady, and yeah, we will see you guys next week, and we could possibly have another uh, bonus episode. Also, if you guys if you guys missed it by chance, we had a bonus episode, episode eleven, where I talked to Jada Tenken. We had a fun time talking about the Unreal Engine and things of that nature. So if you missed that. Check it out, because that was a little special bonus one. You may not be a, be accustomed to that extra episode yet, but check that out. We will be back next week. Peace. Peace.